0: I'm sitting with an iconic South African, Sibongeli Ngoma. You'll know the name, she's an opera singer, but took up the cudgels that a lot of people won't do, talked about the unspoken and became an activist, irritated the national government on an epic scale. We've got 40 minutes with her to unpack what she has done and why she's doing it. But before we get into the nitty-gritty, who are you, and why?
1: Who is Moynihan Goma, and why is Lem Goma? Moynihan Goma is a normal person, South African, who has been through it all and understands the need for change, and that's the why. Because you know, I've been told, or I've heard it being said, said about me that most Goma, were not. Um, fighting when they were going overseas and they were getting all this funding and the other one. Truth of the matter is I've never received funding from anybody. Um, Me going overseas was hard work. Uh, There's a lot of people who go overseas with work, not because they're getting funding, but because they're working hard. So I don't know what it is about us and the mindset that is so... Uh, damaged that it says, for me to go overseas, I must be funded by government. I can't just go overseas to study, I can't go overseas to work. Uh, So, I just got to a point where I decided, you know what? As much as we are grinding like this, people like Mary Makeba died on stage. At her age, I would have expected that she would have been at home, not necessarily having to sing because she has no choice. You know, you get, at my age I want to sing because I want to. I don't want to sing because I don't have a choice. If I don't sing, my children won't eat. Uh, So I'm assuming it was the same with Mazi. where literally it would have been nice just for her to know that whenever she feels like it, she can sing, but she doesn't have to but she was there because she had to. And she said it up until the day she died. It is so hard because we have to. Mm. And is, is
0: Miriam, and I've had the opportunity to meet her and be in her company, your driving force? Because prior to COVID, things bubbled along, mm. but that was a, a defining cut in arts and culture. Mm. I mean, you've spearheaded and driven I'm for the Arts with a singular determination and you've dragged people kicking and screaming through doors. You are, in in my opinion, the South African woman that needs to be looked up to and people need to aspire to what you do because you are fearless. You are fearless. And if people are not going to say it, I'm going to say it because people like you are needed. So why drive? Why put yourself in danger? Why speak to national government who have got enormous firepower to come up against you? I'm almost reminded of that horrible analogy in Tiananmen Square in 1989 of that lone person standing and her hand up in front of the, of the tanks going forward. And that's the image I've always had of you, refined, articulate, beautiful, a phenomenal singer. Let's not let's not take let's not forget that that you come with a deep history of art. So why do it?
1: But exactly because of that. Mm-hmm. If anybody else who doesn't have that kind of background and um, what is it called? Um,
0: drive, the... No,
1: no, not the drive, the... The, the, the molding, the DNA. The, the DNA, that. Um, it, if it was somebody else, say, for example, who didn't even have a trick or something, and they were just... It, it becomes the, the norm. This is what they do, these uneducated, dirty people who don't have any um, refinement. They they go on the streets and they do this. It's just standard. People are desensitized. But if it's me, then it's a shock to the system because it's like, why would you do it? I mean, I remember when I started, people would say, but what about your brand? I'm like, my brain does not feed my children. My brain doesn't look after my children when I'm gone tomorrow. Because bottom line is, it doesn't matter if I've had opportunities. They are getting fewer and fewer. And so, instead of building and growing what we found in place, when we started, we are destroying it. And that's why I felt, you know what? white people can say something it will just be white people being white people to the people who are destroying now it's the same as when white people were in charge and black people were speaking to white people it was black people being black people to the white people in charge now with the black people being in charge you need a black person to speak to them to say okay Uh, I'm not here to cover your mess. I'm here to essentially ensure that we don't destroy ourselves beyond recognition.
0: Is it deeply saddening work to do because you've seen this destruction happen and you go, not in my name? Was that the driving...?
1: It's... Saddening is, is such a light word for what it is. It's so destroying. It is so soul destroying. And that's why I always come out and say not on my watch. If they're gonna kill me, then they might as well then kill me but I'm not gonna sit back and watch a situation getting out of hand because people have found a way to siphon money and knowing very well that nobody's coming after them. Because I remember the one day, I think, one of the last conversations I had with someone and before I decided, you know what, to hell with this. I remember hearing someone saying, but artists won't fight back. I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> artists won't fight back?
0: When, when, when was that in, in, in your timeline of the last two years?
1: It's not even the last two years. This has been a long time coming. It's just, you know, with the lockdown, a lot of things, yeah, got pushed to the front, and a lot of things got destroyed, but it's been a long time coming. When I came back into the country in 2012, um, I still wanted to go overseas, but there was something, I had the strive to give back you know when you're, when you're like i 've studied i 've worked, I have so much experience, I have so much knowledge. I would love just to do master classes i don 't even need to get into the formal system uh, it, the universities and all of that. I can just do master classes and the pushback was a shock to my system first of all because I was like, "Why you know and then I was told, no, but." Uh, you are just a singer. You know when you become just A, then you know that respect has left the room a long time ago. And then I wanted to find out what makes me a just A because I've put in the work, the sweat, the tears, the blood, everything has gone in to make me not just A.
0: Why does society, and I use South Africa specifically, not look at at arts and culture as a vocation, as a business. I remember I did something at the height of the pandemic where four musicians performed and there was a poet, Sipokasi Jonas was there as well and you're well aware of her. Mm. And it created 39 jobs that night. These Mm. four artists. And everybody got paid. Mm. And I broke it down from the ticketing to the little restaurant that was there and everything else. Why does society say you're just a success?
1: It's not society, it really isn't society. It's the system because remember before the new dispensation, art was a career in this country, a big career like everywhere else in the world. But then also remember artists were the driving force of the protests, the protest theater, the music, the whatever, they were driving that. Now, if you're going with the same politicians and now you come back, they understand your power. What do you think they're gonna do? Are they going to elevate that or they actually going to diminish it so that it does? It's not as threatening to them as it was to the previous dispensation. So it's not that South Africans don't recognise this as a career. A lot of people get a shock actually that it's not recognised as a career. So it's not the society; it's the it's the lawmakers that have literally pushed everything to the back so that because artists won't fight back. Uh, until now uh with the pandemic no we really haven't been pushing to say why, where is the legislation that recognizes us as workers um i remember when i told my aunt in about what 10 12 years ago i said to her, do you realize, that no, was, was not even 12 years ago. That would have been about 16 years ago. I said to my aunt, are you aware that in the government gazette, we are classified as vagrants? It's not even this. No, that's even further back. That's 1996, 98. And I said to her, do you realize that in the government gazette, we are classified as vagrants? And she said. I thought it was just unskilled labor. I said, go in, look at that document. It says, unskilled labor, vagrants. And I was like, so you understand that there is no ways we are getting any legislation as long as we are vagrants. Nobody is giving legislation to vagrants.
0: Your aunt, Sibongeli Kamala, revered like Miriam Makeba, like the late, great Brenda Farsi, what did she say when you said you were coming back to South Africa?
1: My family understands why. We come from a very interesting family. If you you look at my aunt, you look at my dad, you're looking at people who grew up around the time when people were going to exile and people their age and a lot of their the people that they would have been growing up with are people who came back from exile 1990, 92, around that time. And uh, a lot of those people were in the art space and my family is obviously artistic, the whole family. But you see my grandfather and my grandmother, we, we come from a... a, a a background of Africanness. Uh, We are not taught to leave. We are taught to stay and fix. Um, My grandfather used to say to my dad he must not get caught up in the violence because those ones that got caught up in the violence died. So when they die, who then stays to fix? And by the same token, he would refuse to allow us to, 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 to go, to go out of the country. I remember when all my age mates were going to Little Flower in KZN, um, and I was excited that we were all going to go. And my grandfather said, "No, you're going to go to a black school in the rural with the other kids right here." And you're still gonna play your violin and your piano and your recorder and learn your music. You will do your theory uh, through UNISA and do all of that, but you will stay in the rural school. You're not going to Little Flower with the other kids. And I was like, but why? I felt like I was being punished. And he said, when all our children go, who's left? So my family is not that family that will say, go overseas, stay overseas, don't come back. My family would be like, how long are you going? They will always say that. For how long are you going? When are you coming back? Standard. I was just that is just a standard thing to say at my house. When are you coming back? Nobody expects that you will, you are essentially leaving the country never to come back. Even now with everything that's going on, my family will never say to me, don't you want to get out of the country for a bit because your life is in danger? or Anything like that. If anything, they'll ask. Eh, how do we support, what can we do, and how do we make sure that we keep you safe? So I always say, I'll keep you safe by leaving you out of it. Let me take the, the heat. Let them kill one woman, as opposed to a lot of black people, one woman, just one. Let them kill me.
0: Such a powerful phrase, stay and fix. Yeah. Let's look at I Am For The Arts. 2022, we're starting the year... What needs fixing urgently and the pressing goals that you've set out with your committee? You are the chairperson. What is that vision and that drive for 2022?
1: You know, the immediate thing that needs fixing is access. Whatever else we can call it, there's an issue of access. The gatekeeping is so deeply entrenched that even with the funding streams that keep coming out, there's a, there's a tendency to say if you don't know how to apply, it's not about applications. It's about creating work, fix. There's unemployment. Uh, it's not because of lack of skill, it's because of lack of resources.
0: Can I interrupt the point? I look at those forms and I fill some of them in and my whole impression is, yes, I'm educated, I've got Wi-Fi, I've got a laptop. They make it so difficult for you that you eventually go, F this, I'm going to walk away. Exactly. But they've ticked a box. Is that all that they're doing, is ticking a box? It
1: is a box ticking exercise, all of this. So the issue of access has to be sorted out. Gatekeeping through forms and impossible application processes, that's gatekeeping. Whatever you call it, it's still gatekeeping. You are refusing people access to resources. Uh, There's no access to even venues. We can't be all looking at uh, state-funded institutions as our only performance spaces and uh, support system. We have communities, each community should have at least one theater if we were serious about life. There are enough halls, but they are now being used for churches, nothing wrong with church and religion, but surely if it's a, if it's a community space, it's a theater community space, uh, then surely it should be used for that. and. If church gets two hours on a Sunday, good for them. But for the rest of the week and the rest of the time, should be used for what it was built for.
0: Should we have, while you were discussing about the spaces that are available, should there actually be a national department, or should it all be devolved to the provinces, the arts and culture departments in the provinces? Because they seem... To be more in touch because there is funding available, am I right? It's not as though there's no money available for the arts, it's just the way it's okay, pushed look, out. Here's
1: my take. I know it's a little extreme, but I don't even think at provincial level, because the Western Cape is probably the only one that has a department that is functional even though it's not as easily accessible to everyone as it is to a select few. The rest of the provinces, it's a mess. National, on the other hand, is not even a mess. It's a total abomination. So I don't know if we need departments that are the draining resources that should be going to the creators themselves. So what we do need, however, is we already have good structures in place. We don't need to start from scratch. We have all these wonderful organisations. We have these companies. Can 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 we we'll look at how treasury can assist us by directing us? Organisations go here to get your money. Companies go there to get your money and then dismantle that mess. We don't need Department of Arts and Culture and Sports and, and, and. We've got trade and industry which takes care of trade and industry. So if we're calling ourselves the cultural and creative industries, then we fall under trade and industry. And then we have small business for the companies. Can we not do that then? And then for schools and tertiary education uh, institutions, sorry, we have higher uh, uh, learning and um, uh, uh, primary school level. We we have all of these things. So education has a, a whole department. And clearly arts and culture is causing a mess because they don't know how to fit themselves in with the other departments. That's why we have become charity cases because they have to become relevant by making us charity cases. If you take us to education or DTI or small business, you are talking industry, you see. So they don't want that. They want us to be charity cases and say, but we are giving them grants. There's no other department that is doing grants like, arts and culture. They are doing grants. Instead of creating employment or enabling an environment where we ourselves can create employment, like you were just giving an example of one night, 34 jobs, that's employment that they will never be able to create, even if you had to say to them, okay, here it is on a platter, they will still say to you, here are forms that you need to fill out to create 34 jobs that you can do like that without filling out one form.
0: Where now I'm I'm listening to this and I'm going, Wow, I'm moved, I understand what's needed urgently. How do people get involved in I'm for the arts? What do you want people to do to push the agenda this year? You're our leader. The vision and the drive is there. How do we attach ourselves? Where do we look?
1: You know, I think we need to be kinder to ourselves, first of all, by saying we are already doing what needs to be done. We always keep thinking because of how things have always been done. If we are not doing it like that, then we are not doing enough. People are doing a lot as it is because people are under extreme strain. This podcast is you essentially tapping in and that's all we need. If each and every single one of us did that. Can you imagine how ir- how quickly we will make that department irrelevant because then we are all doing what needs to be done? Instead of sitting there going, yeah, Bongi will go and do it herself and then we are there with you in spirit, can people just show up a little bit more and when you're there, just say, I am here not in spirit, but I'm here doing what I know how to do. If all I need to do is to capture that through a drawing then that's, or a painting or a song or whatever, a dance, then that's what it is. That's what people need to do now because the, the conventional way of doing things is not working. It's not.
0: You talked about a song. You talked about opera in the very beginning. I'm curious. Where do I find you on YouTube? that you say this is my bespoke work. I want to listen to you now, in doing your real work. Yeah. On your beautiful space, the stage. Yeah. What YouTube clip must I go look at, or where must I go and? Look
1: YouTube, at? yeah. There's so much work online now. I'm Googleable, at. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel, and there's a lot of work on YouTube, even posted by other people. So when you just type Smoile Goma," so much pops up. So it's there, it's on Spotify, uh, even iTunes, even, there's everything everywhere you can find me all over the place.
0: What a wonderful way to close off this conversation, and thank you for giving us the time. Inspire a young learner who's in grade, I know it is matric, grade twelve, grade twelve, and is going to go into the arts and is creative already. What's the one thing they need to do?
1: They need to trust, believe, and don't be shaken by what people, by people who fear what you carry. Creativity is—it's not given to everyone. And those that have it are always put on a pedestal because they they scare those who don't have it. And that's why artists are treated like this in this country. We scare those who who feel that they lack what we have. So they must not be afraid. They must be bold. They must be courageous. They must be out there. Don't be shy. Do what needs to be done. And do it with such boldness and charisma and see the world will give it right back
0: to you. What are you reading at the moment?
1: Yeah, I read a lot of things. I'm always reading like three or four things at a time, and there's always some treasury novel in in me. I need that to fall asleep, so I always have that novel that I need to read so that I can at least have something mindless, but then I also read. Um, At the moment, I'm working on the Messiah, which is coming out, we have the performance is in April, so I'm working on that. So I'm stuck with the Messiah at the moment. So, yeah.
0: And listening, streaming? What are you listening to? I'm not listening
1: it it? to anything at the moment because I'm working with... The, down on the
0: Messiah.
1: Yeah, I'm working with the choir, so I'm trying not to... Yeah, it shouldn't be too much happening in my ear at the moment. It just needs to be clear. Because I need to... I'm, you know with the university choirs is that you, you always get a new choir every year. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the year, the one thing that we always have is that you have to get to know your choir. Mm-hmm. So right now my ears have to be so clean that I need to be able to pick up on the special ones, the extra special <laughs> ones. Because, I mean, I have a beautiful choir with super talented kids. Mm-hmm. But then they are all, there's always like four, five, four, ten, that are like just out of this world. So, yeah, I keep my ears clean. Don't listen to too much.
0: You're most gracious with your time. I hope this podcast travels far and wide for people to get a deeper understanding of who, and I use it sparingly, the iconic Superbillion really Ngoma in- is. In- in- thank you for the time. Thank a- you so
1: much. Thank you.